Hey, Teach Better fam, it's Chris here with another bonus episode. In this bonus episode, we grabbed the audio from the Back to Engagement series of our 12-hour live event last month. During this segment, Katie Miglin and Kevin Butler discussed five strategies you could implement in your classroom tomorrow that would raise the engagement level throughout your entire classroom. We really hope you enjoy this bonus episode. Let's listen in. Katie Meglin, and I am here with the amazing and talented Kevin Butler for the Back to Engagement segment. Kevin, how are you? How is life? Great. It's it's early here. I'm in California, so uh, I'm just waking up, and I'm excited to start the day. It's the weekend. Uh, I think I only have, I was trying to figure out as I was waiting for this to start, I think we only have six weeks of school left until summer vacation, so. Can you believe it? I know. It, it's like at the it's it's been a long year, but at the same time, it has has flown by. So I agree. I could not agree more. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, well, as I said, I'm Katie Miglin. I'm um, with the Teach Better team. Kevin, can you tell us a little bit about? Um, you said you're in California, but what do you teach? What ages? Things like that. Sure. So I am in my 18th year of teaching. Um, I teach fifth grade here in Los Angeles, but I started my first 12 years were in uh, New York where I grew up out on the, out in the suburbs of Long Island. Um, and then I had a unique opportunity to come out here uh, to California for just, it was only going to be a year. My school in New York was nice enough to give me a, a leave of absence where I was going to help start a startup school and consult with them as well as teach fifth grade a little bit there as well. And that turned into two years, which turned into uh, me like enjoying not shoveling the snow and like seeing my friends in February shoveling snow, but I was at the beach. So I chose to make California my home. Um, the startup school wasn't the place for me. So I, I moved on from there and I will be starting my sixth year next year at the school that I am. It's an independent school in the suburbs of Los Angeles. We're a K through six school. Um, I am not just the fifth grade, one of the fifth grade teachers, but I'm also the uh, director of curriculum instruction as well. So I wear two hats. So I, I see, um, you know, the admin side, I see the teacher side. So that's me in a nutshell. That's incredible. I mean, yeah, definitely going from snow to California. I feel like you've really gotten the best of both worlds. And I, after shoveling snow every winter, I'm, I'm good with it. I think I'm going to, you know, maybe move towards you. It sounds way better. So, well, Kevin, we have so much to get through and we don't have a ton of time together. So we have some awesome giveaways. I want to hear about some cool strategies that you've got. But one thing I'm dying to learn about, I've been following you for a while now, and I want our viewers to hear more about your morning meeting. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? So that is my my favorite part of my school day. Um, it's the first 
depending on the day, like 10 or 15 minutes of her day. And what it is, is if you could picture uh, live with Kelly and Ryan Seacrest in the morning, like that, that morning show, if you mix that with um, the late night show with Jimmy Fallon, Okay, combine those two together, and that's kind of our morning co-host show. So every morning, um, I pick a different student. It's a volunteer, and they um, they co-host our morning meeting with us. So the first thing that students have to do is they, they have a special journal, and their special journal is just where they answer two questions every morning when they come in uh, into the classroom. The first one is always, how are you feeling and why? And then the second one can vary from something like a would-you-rather-have um, you know, spaghetti hair that continues to grow or like sneeze glitter. Um, it could be something a little bit more serious if there's something happening in current events. Uh, yesterday's question, my class lately, because I love playing music in the classroom, they've just been like on me, like, Mr. Butler, you need to like, we need better songs in here. These songs are old. But yesterday's question was they had to come up with a playlist of, of songs for me to add to our five-day playlist. And it was a little harder than they thought. So they realized, well, I guess it is kind of hard because they have to be school appropriate songs. Mm -hmm. And then um, the co-host will share, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, what we did the night before. So, um, you know, maybe they went to a restaurant, maybe they had a play date with somebody, um, maybe they went to baseball or basketball. So we talk a little bit about that. I talk a little bit about what I do. Um, I usually bring up some type of topic that's happening in the news and get get their opinion. Sometimes it's a fun issue. Sometimes, again, it's more more serious. Mm -hmm. um, the co-host gets to pick their classmates Yay. to show what they wrote in their journal uh, with the rest of the class. And then we always get to play some type of some fun game. Um, sometimes, uh, what was I'm trying to think what was yesterday. Yesterday was just like a trivia game, but it's all different types of things. And it just builds that community. Um, and we have a good time uh, doing it yeah. together. Yeah, that sounds awesome. It sounds like such a good way to not only spotlight a specific student, but also to kind of just bring in, you know, some fun, some serious, like you said, and just kind of build that classroom culture. That's that's really cool. And it's something that I feel like it could be easily done. You know, you don't need a lot of resources to be able to do it. You just got to have a bank of ideas, which you shared a bunch. So that's awesome. Well, Kevin, I know that you are like the king of engagement and I follow you on Instagram and literally when you went back in person, I was like, okay, I've been in person for a few weeks and I'm still not figuring out how to do this much engagement with masks, with plexiglass, with all the things. So you have got this all figured out or so it seems, but I want to know some strategies. What are some things that our viewers can take away and start as early as Monday? What are some like quick tips do you have for us? Sure. So I have like, I'm going to share five with you. And the five that I picked are ones that are simple, that are easy, require little or no money, little or no prep. Perfect. Um, so hopefully you'll be able to implement them really in almost any grade. I know like kindergarten sometimes is a little difficult uh, because kids are still learning how to read. Um, but really any grade level, whether it be high school, elementary school, middle school. So the first one I call this uh, puzzle mania. So this is what it looks like when you prep it. So here I am. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a matrix. And if you look closely, there, there are words that are connecting on each of these lines here. And you could do this again in any subject. This is just like a mixed one. This is one of the first ones that I do. It's kind of just fun. But I do this in math with numbers. I do it in, I teach social studies. We do a lot of this with social studies and vocabulary. 
And the words connect somehow. So they could be opposites, they could be synonyms, they could be typical references. Here there are some math problems. So I'm reading through this paper backwards. I think this one just says 20 divided by four, and then on the other side, it's five. This one says eight times eight, and it says eight squared here. So it's just a matrix of words, but they don't get it looking like this. They get it in a little plastic bag. Okay. All cut up into little um, rectangles. And prior to COVID, this would be a team activity or a partner activity. Um, right now we have been, we're still, you know, in, I have to say, luckily here in California, our numbers have really come down. A lot of our schools vaccinated. So uh, the county of LA, our restrictions are coming down a little bit, a little bit. So now we're able to kind of work in partners as long as we're three feet away masks. Um, with their partner, they could, they get this all scrambled up. So it looks like a puzzle. And at first they're like, what? And they know, you know, I give the directions about, it could be synonyms, typical references, things like that. They know that it's going to look like a large rectangle when they're done. And then they have to figure out, they've got to put all of these matching pieces together. But I purposely put things, and this this is a lot harder. The first time I did this, I thought they would get it like in five minutes. It took 30 minutes. It was, it, it, it's tough. Yeah. So, and there's purposely, like one here is like, I have like uh, Kevin Butler is one, but then there's another one that's teacher with Mr. Butler. So there, there's tricks in there too. So they've got to be able to figure out all of you know the ways to put it together and then you know they quickly start to realize like oh the corners are going to have two blank spots you know the edge have one the ones that are in the middle and you can make this as big or small sometimes i make this on like an 11 by 17 piece of paper but this is such a favorite of mine mm -hmm. um, my advice is just keep your original copy so then you don't have to redo this because last night I realized when I got home and I was writing some notes for this morning, I'm like, I left my folder at home. So I had to quickly do this one last night. Um, and you can also, I've done this virtual too. So for people who are still virtual, you can still do this. Um, I've done it where I've sent it home to kids already cut up or make your puzzle and then Cut out your pieces, but cut them out incorrectly. Take a picture of it or scan it. Send it to your kids all mixed up, and they just have to cut it out on the lines if they have oh. You can do it that way, too. I've also done it. Last year, I did it once on Google Slides, so they were able to actually mm -hmm. learn the pieces as well. Um, it's a lot easier in person just having to, to use a piece of paper. And it costs no money. I love when right. they so a couple questions with that. So um, for your words that you're using, are they content-based? Are they things that have come up in the morning meeting? Kind of where do you get your ideas for your different matches? It will all depend. So I will do it in math if we're doing, you know, in the beginning of the year, I do this with place value. So there'll be, you know, like expanded form, there'll be standard form, there'll be word form where they're matching mm -hmm. up. They do a lot in vocabulary words, synonyms, antonyms to our weekly vocabulary words. I do it in social studies with just definitions of words. So whatever you teach, you can you can make it work. That's awesome. That's super cool. Now, how long does that, like the part you showed us, the page, how long would that typically take your students? Just to give people kind of an idea. Again, depending if they're able to work with a partner or in a small team, I would say roughly, I would plan for 15 to 20 minutes. Okay. First, the first time, like I said, it was a little longer because they didn't really get the gist of the whole game at first. But the second time they play it, they remember, like, look for those corners, look for those edges. Okay. That seems 
something that's easy. People could be creating it tonight for Monday. I mean, that's something that would be, I, I'm already thinking like my mind is racing of things we're covering, we're working on equations in my class. So I'm like, oh, that would be perfect to match up. So that's, that's awesome. All right, perfect. One strategy, check, done. What else do you have? Okay, the next one, this is a fun one. Um, you do have to buy these bands, but you go to the go to Dollar Tree and you get six for a dollar, so that's a good buy, all right? And I call this heads up. And you hand these bands out, and again, with depending, just check with your you know your administrator just to make sure you're allowed to do this with COVID. Um, they put they put the band on their head, and then I make these. I'm gonna uh, I make this matrix again. And on this, I have this one, what, what is this? This is uh, states and capitals, so for social space. So I have, in these boxes, I have just the names of states. And these smiley faces are just there because there were more boxes, there were more um, rectangles and there were students. So that was just for decoration. So the names of the states are in this box, these boxes here. Every student gets one of these. I usually clip it onto a clipboard. They have their pencil. They put their headband on and then I come around and just on folded index cards, but you could really do it on anything. These are the capital cities. Okay. So each student gets one of these. So they would put it like this. I'm trying to do this backwards so that everybody in the class can see what they are wearing on their head like that. Okay. And everybody gets up and they're walking around the classroom, but they're not allowed to talk. There's no talking in this game at all. And they have their pencil and they're trying to search. What do I have on St. Paul? So they would be trying to find the capital, the, the state that matches the capital city of St. Paul. They don't write down the capital city. They write down who's wearing it. So they would write down Mr. Butler was wearing that one, you know, Michael was wearing that one and so on. Then when we go over it, we don't go over the answers, but we go over who is wearing it on their head. So it's just a fun way. They're up out of their seats um, while they can't talk, but at least they're getting to move around and they're, they're looking around. It's they don't, I never tell them how much time depending on the subject. So that was a States and Capital one. I brought a whole bunch of different ones. Um, this one was in math. Uh, using fractions, converting fractions into oh, decimals. Wow. So they were wearing the, the whole numbers on their head or the fractions. Um, this was, what is this set? This is just uh, geometry vocabulary on there. Um, so you could, again, do it with any subject. Vocabulary, you can have the words versus the definitions. Um, so that's another fun one where they're getting up out of their mm -hmm. Other than like buying these, um, there's, there's nothing you need to buy. This is really easy to make on a spreadsheet, so yeah. Yeah, I love that not only is it a quiet game, you know, sometimes that can be kind of dicey with interactive stuff, but you're getting students out of their seat, they have to know a little bit of knowledge, but what I really like is that you had them writing down their peers' names and not just the answer, because sometimes we find that as educators that there's you have students who are just driving to get those the right answer, you know, and that's all they care about, but there it takes them, you know, a second to think, okay, who's this student? And I teach middle school, so there's a hundred and, you know, some kids that I see every day, and I swear it's like second semester and some kids are like, wait, who's Amy? I'm like, oh my gosh, Amy's been in this class this whole year. So 
I think that's such a cool thing to get them kind of interacting with each other, but in a, like a creative way. So, okay. You're knocked out of the park with two. Yeah. And uh, another tip, do it in the, like the first or second day of school too. And that you can do it with, so they get to, you know, don't do it maybe with something academic, maybe yeah. like places they visited or things that they've done over the summer. Um, again, so they can learn their names. Exactly. That communicating with each other. That's such a good tip. Especially for like the picking the school year off. Awesome. Okay. So you're two for two. Do you have a couple more? I, I mean, you've got, you've got some really good ones. Do you have yeah. any more ideas? I do. Okay. So this one involves some critical thinking. I did not. So I created those. Those two are kind of my originals, I think. Um, as teachers, we borrow from everything that we see. This one isn't mine, but I don't remember where I got it from. Um, so I give credit to whoever created this. Um, it's called, what do I call it? I call it, um, what doesn't belong. Okay. And sometimes this is part of our morning meeting. You may have seen this in other places, but um, you can, again, do this with any subject. So I'll put just uh, four pictures up on the board and you don't have to choose four, but, and kids have to come up with an argument on which of the four items or which of the one, one out of the four items does not belong. But there's a hundred different answers on why. And I try to come up with like at least a dozen before I make one. And I'm, my students will always come up with ones that I never thought of. This was a recent one that I did. Um, obviously everything is red here, um, but you know, these three are edible. I don't know if you, this is a, a lollipop. Um, so some kids will say, oh, well, obviously the kickball doesn't belong. You can't eat it. Okay. And then someone will say, no, the cake doesn't belong because this is round, this is round, and this is round. And then other kids will be like, no, there are multiple candy. Those are candy apples there. And there's only one lollipop, one piece of cake, one kickball. Um, someone else will be like, no, the lollipop has a wrapper on it and there's writing on it where there's no writing on all of these. So like it, it can go on and on. Um, I'll do this in math a lot. Here's another example um, where I'll be like, well, which number does not belong with the rest? And, you know, if you look at this quickly, probably we'll either zoom in on the two because it's a single digit or the 44 because it doesn't have a two, but then some kids will be like, well, no, the 23 shouldn't belong because it's not an even number. The other ones are even, you know, so you can, it gets kids talking. And that's like my biggest thing is giving students the voice in the classroom to be able to communicate what they're thinking, because what you're thinking, you might be helping somebody else. And, you know, they, kids will, they don't listen to us as much as we maybe want them to, but they listen to their peers. They listen to their peers. You know, it's so funny you say that because I did that when we were virtual. Um, I did the tell tell me one that doesn't belong. And it was so funny, like things that I noticed, you know, they didn't see, but then things like they would see things. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even notice. But it's always so funny. You have those that one kid, I'm sure you've seen this. They're like, well, what's the right answer? I'm like, well, there's it's not the right answer. And I remember one that I like created it super late and I was like, you guys, it was literally the first four pictures that showed up on Google. Like I haven't given it a lot of thought. So it's that I'm so glad to see that like it's you know, it's a cool way to especially during your morning meetings and to get them engaged. Like that's so fun. That's so cool. So we have talked through your puzzle mania, we've talked about heads up, talked about what doesn't belong. We've got about 10 minutes and two giveaways. Do you think we can get through this last one? Because I'm not going to lie, when I saw what you had, it's one of my favorites. So are we ready for the fourth one? Yeah. 
I don't know. My list has changed from when I emailed you. So what? Okay. Is the one you're talking about start with a B? Okay. So I'm going to go with that one. And then if we have time, I'll share the last one. Okay. This is like the new, I've talked about if you've done quizzes before, which is a computer-based internet game, uh, Kahoot, kind of similar in theory. Bluklet is like the coolest new thing that I've, I've figured out over the past couple of months. It's spelled B-L-O-O-K-E-T. It's free. There is a paid version where you get a little extra data. Um, but again, I love free stuff. And you type it in and it is like quizzes. It's like Kahoot, except there's a, it's much more competitive. And what I like about, about it is that the smartest kid, and I, I use smartest in quotations, does not necessarily always win because there are game sets. And unlike quizzes and Kahoot, where it's just like a question, a very basic trivia where, you know, and I love both of those, but, you know, it's just a question. They pick the correct answer. They move on. There's a twist in booklet where they can steal points from people. There's like, it's, it looks like a video game depending on which game set you choose from. The kids, the first time we played, they were like, no more quizzes, no more Kahoot. This is what we want to play. And they get the, and you hear them like, oh, you know, and I have kids put their, I don't, I never have kids when we do games where their work is being shown on a larger screen, use their real names. I kind of have them choose something that is incognito. So they're like, oh, so-and-so, you know, stole my points or I studied so hard for this, but you know, I'm not winning. And there, there's a, it takes it to a whole new level. I could not agree more. We um, had state testing this last week and I, you know, there's there's hours of time where it's like the testing window isn't closed, but all the kids are done and the kids every day, Kevin, every day, they're like, can we play a book it? I mean, there were times I was like, we're on our third round of this exact same trivia. Like you guys know the answers, but it was exactly what you said. Some kids would get first place and then someone would steal. And so I have to ask what mode is your student's favorite? The, the, they like the treasure hunt. I think because the treasure hunt was the first one I introduced them to. Okay. Um, that's the one they fell in love with. How about you? Gold. The gold rush. Nice. Yeah. And this one is definitely geared more towards upper elementary and middle school, I think. Yeah, I would agree. I think middle schoolers would definitely, because there's that strong competition. It looks like a video game a little bit. Um, yeah. All right. Well, Kevin, we have just a little bit of time. So I want to make sure we have time to give away some prizes because we have two Amazon gift cards. And I don't know about you, but I'm a big fan of Amazon. So I want our viewers, we're going to give away um, some Amazon gift cards to the people who can drop in the chat a strategy they learned out of the ones you've shared so far, the one they cannot wait to use next week. Okay. So that's what we're looking for. We've got a couple minutes while those come in. Kevin, do you, you have like a few minutes. Do you want to share the last one? You think you can do it? Oh, well, hold on. There you go. You're, you were muted for a second. Go ahead. Sure. So this one um, is another little favorite of mine. I take index cards. Again, you probably will see a theme. I like things that don't cost money. Um, <laughs> I print on labels or this one I wrote out. Um, just math. These, this one is a math set. So these are just math questions, math review, all in index cards. The kids work in usually groups of three and they get a stack of these cards. 
Everybody gets a whiteboard, pick a card, everybody in your group answer it. When I play games like this, I never give answer keys because they rely on their partner. And if they, the three of them can't come up or the four of them or the two of them can't come up with an answer, then they can call me over and I'll help them. But again, I like them to try to figure it out on their own. If you, it's your turn, you pick it, this is your index card. Even though everybody else is solving it, this is your card. If you answer it correctly, you get to fold it, do whatever you want. You're trying to build a tower. For everyone that you get correct, you're building a tower. Now your team is working together against the other teams in the classroom to see who can create the tallest tower out of these index cards. So for everyone that your group answers correct, you get to use it as a piece in your tower and you're just building up, you know, you can do it that way. They figure out their own ways to, to do it. But again, it's just, it keeps them interested. It keeps them from like, rather than chit-chatting about what they did last night, they want to get through these questions because they know the more they answer correct, the higher their tower will be. I, I love that it, it incorporates two things, group work, being able to answer the questions, but then also the competition piece of building the tower. Again, another one, I'm like, okay, how can I incorporate this literally next week? That's so, and it's so easy to kind of whatever you're doing in the moment, you know, in that content to kind of put those cards together. So that is, that's, that's super cool. Now, do, how big are your groups for that? I would say I would stick to three. Okay. I would stick to three. Okay. Okay. Well, we have, I think, some winners we've got um now i'm a big amazon fan kevin are you an amazon fan wow. oh i'm there surprised amazon hasn't knocked on the door during this <laughs> you know that's probably true i might have a package sitting on my front porch too so um now what is there something in your cart that you've been waiting for uh, i buy so many books so many books so many books Okay. Are you, I don't know about you, but I love that if I have an idea for my classroom, I can quickly order something and it'll be there by the end of the week. So, See, another reason to move to California, we have two hour delivery in California. So, no snow and delivery done. Done and done. All right. Well, I am super excited. Drum roll, please, to give Lisa Miller and Melissa Weeks. Amazon gift cards, so excited. They are, there's a ton of stuff. I'm sure you've seen it in the chat. Ways that people are taking away what we've done, um, things that they want to incorporate. One of the things I think is so cool is so many people have commented that everything you shared today was free, which as educators, we're big, big fans of that. So um, Kevin, can you tell our viewers a little bit how to connect with you, how to follow you? Give us some more of that for us, please. Sure. On Instagram, you can hit me at uh, the Kevin J. Butler. And on Twitter, same thing. I'll be honest, I'm more active on Instagram than I am on Twitter, but it's my goal to be a little bit more active on Instagram, <laughs> on Twitter. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, don't forget, if you are a winner today, to shoot me an email. It's Katie, K-A-T-I-E at teachbetter.com so that you can claim your prize. Um, Kevin, this has been so fun. I just want to recap, just and tell me if I'm wrong. I want to recap all of the ways that we've kept our viewers, given them strategies. We had Blook It, we had Heads Up, we had Puzzle Mania, we had The Tower, um, one more. Uh, what doesn't belong. Yes, that's right. What doesn't belong. Did you have a fancy name for the tower? Did I just totally? 
That's what it's called. The okay. okay. I was worried. I like totally butchered that. Awesome. Well, Kevin, I don't know if you're sticking around today, but we have had an awesome morning. Um, we've had all kinds of great conversation. The next conversation is with Jeff and Ray, and they're just kind of hanging out, but there are some really big announcements that are coming up next, I know. And so we definitely want to make sure that our viewers stick around, hang out with them for lunch. Um, don't forget to follow Kevin on Instagram and Twitter. It force him to post stuff. Um, you can also follow me, um, but continue to join us throughout the day. We've had a blast. And Kevin, thank you so much for giving up some of your morning. And um, yeah, we'll be right back.